Hey, this is Jason Robinson, the senior pastor at Church of the King, and I am so pumped up that you are hanging out with us today on our podcast. I pray that God really speaks to you today and that you are inspired and encouraged to take on this life for Jesus. I want to encourage you to go on over to our website at cotk.org so you can keep up to date with everything going on. But you can only learn so much through a website and a podcast. Man, we'd love to meet you. Man, come check us out on one of our weekend services. Uh, You can see all of that online as well. So God bless you, and I hope this word ministers to you today. Welcome, welcome, Church of the King. So good to be with all of you. And I just want to look at y'all and say happy birthday, a happy four-year uh, birthday to all, to Church of the King here. Why don't you take a second, look at a person on your right and left, tell them happy birthday, happy anniversary, whatever it is you want to say, whichever one works better for you, whichever one you like. Man, man, we're here to celebrate and have a great Great, great time. So pumped to have you with us. My name's Jason Robinson. I'm the pastor here of the church. My wife and I get the opportunity. What, baby? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you, you, you give me hand signals, okay? It's like the, the coach from the sidelines. All right, giving it to me. Then we have pictures on the way out. Don't forget to take some pictures. We have cake. Nothing like eating cake before lunch. Come on, somebody. No, I'm just, let's just do it, you know? Let's just go for it. So uh, I was thinking throughout this, this year, and we're kind of doing a couple things at the same time. We're ending our series on 2020 uh, Vision. Next week, by the way, you're not going to want to miss it. It's Super Bowl Sunday. So we're doing what we call football. Sunday. And so we have a lot of videos going on. Hey, go ahead and bring whatever your favorite jersey is for your sports team. I will be sporting it as well. And we're just kind of a great time. We actually have hot dogs we're going to be making for you guys. We have a lot of just fun things for you. It's a great time actually to invite somebody to come to church. And then the week after that, we have a great guest. Uh, Pastor Jacob Aranza will be here. Phenomenal communicator. And uh, if you've not heard him, trust me, you will want to be here for that. And then he'll be speaking at our men's night as as well. So, uh, so I, I just want to kind of jump into it. I was doing a lot of reminiscing this past week and just thinking about four years ago when we started our, our church. And I, I remember coming here not knowing anyone. And I, I remember coming here and just like, man, this is exciting. This is going to be amazing. Then I actually got here. Come on, anything ever looks sound real good in your mind. And when you actually have to do it, you're like, uh-oh, what did I get myself into? And so we were having one of those. I remember our first meeting we ever had, it was actually at this apartment complex and I was so excited. I'm like, okay, there's just a few of us, but we're gonna get together. We're gonna crowd to Jesus. The presence of God's gonna fall. Jesus is gonna walk through the side door and show up and say, I'm proud of you. And it's just gonna be powerful is what's gonna happen. And so we were there and, and sure enough, we start to try to start praying and, and, and we're at this little apartment complex deal in the middle and, and all the windows are, are, are there. There's nothing to cover the windows. And it's during the summertime and we start trying to cry out to Jesus that I, I don't know how many it was, about 20 people come out in their bikinis and all their little outfits and they lay right outside the front door and they're all laying out right in front of us. So we're all, we're all sitting here going, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, just <laughs> save them all, God. That's why you sent us here. Never forget it, you know. I remember one Sunday we showed up for church and we were all set up, ready to go. Uh, you probably don't, may not even know this. It's a couple years ago, and we got here, and, and all of a sudden the janitors all ran up to us and said, "Pastor, we have no water. You're not going to have any water today." And I was like, "That's a problem. People got to go to the bathroom. People need. Uh, we, we, we need. We need water. So they have the water, so you can have service if you want. I don't know what you." And so on the spot, I remember I gave someone the church card, and I was like, "Go to H E B and buy like 50 gallons of water." 
And so we did. So we went and you may, for all you that weren't here, some of you may, may have never even knew this. One day you walked into the bathroom and there were lines of gallons of water. And you're like, what is that? And so right when service start, they came up, they said, pastor, the water's working. And so we took 50 gallons of water back to the offices and the staff was hydrated for about a year. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> it was, uh, it worked out great. It worked out awesome for us. So anyway, we have all kinds of crazy stories of funds, ups and downs but it's just been a joy. It's just been nothing more, nothing less say than, than a joy. I, I'm, just, I'm just curious for a second. Could I just ask how many of you uh, sometime between throughout 2019 to present day, you started coming to Church of the King. If you're in here, you just started coming here throughout 2019. More that, wow, look all the people in here that look, come on, let's give those guys a hand. Isn't that awesome? Man, just excited for all the, the growth we've had. And just, man, we keep pushing the curtains back and putting more chairs in and God just keeps showing up and, and we're not even in our building yet. We should be in our building coming up around throughout the summertime there. I'll be giving a little update next week for our current our facility that we're working on. We're just so, so pumped. But, you know, out of all the things that, that God's done here and he's done a lot of different things, I, I can't explain it, but, I, but I'm going to try to. When we started the church, there was this thing that we felt. It's, it's, it, was, it was a humble confidence that we felt. It, it's kind of hard to explain when it comes to God because, you know, you believe God's going to do great things. He's God, right? I mean, he could do whatever he wants. So you have these expectations of God doing awesome things. But when God does something awesome, you're in awe of it at the same time. So it's strange because like you expected him to do it, but then you're in awe at the same time. And it's just, it's this awesome thing that, that's like a humble confidence that we had as we started the church. And we began to see God just add more people and add more people to the church and see more people come to Christ and more people get to know him over and over. And, and I'll tell you this, we've, we've had that humble confidence over the last four years and, you know, over the next 40 years, we'll continue to walk in a humble confidence, knowing that God will do what only God can do and God's going to do it. And, and our church is not going to grow because I, I preach so great, although y'all tell me I do. All right. Anyway, so next <laughs> Or not because our team sings great, and they do. And not because just our kids' program is awesome and our, and our youth ministry continuing to grow and God's doing great things. And that's not even all the ministries that are in our hearts to open up and start over all the years to help people throughout our, our city. But, but it's, not, it's not because of that. I'm gonna tell you why. And Jesus actually said it. He said it right here in, in Matthew 16, 18. This is what Jesus said. He said, I, talking Jesus, will build my church. And the gates of Hades, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So if you want to be a part of something that hell cannot stop, be a part of God's church. That's what we want to be a part of. And this is what also the Lord said about building his, his house and his church in Psalms 127. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. I actually really like the way the message Version says this, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the people are only building shacks. I like that version as well. God is going to build his church and that's what he's done it. If you wanna be a part of something that's unstoppable, be a part of God's church. You know, it, listen, you can, we, we can do one of two things. We can either build man's or woman's ministry or we can build God's church. And I want to build what God is building and be a part of his church and his church. It's relentless. But I'll tell you this. Man has tried real hard to mess it up. 
We really have. I mean, when you look throughout history and you look throughout government and all the different things throughout the time, you could see how man tried to mess things up. We've all heard of the horror stories of different things where man tried to screw everything up. And, and we also see, I, I remember being in Bible college and one of the classes we took was the story of Christianity. It was two books, it was two different semesters. And it shared the story of, from the disciples after Jesus had given the great commission and left and they began to start the church and it was birthed in Acts chapter two. And it went from that all the way down to where we are right now. And boy, you should see some of the craziness that happened there. Some of the different in interpretations that made people go to war with one another, all these different things. So we've done a lot to try to mess things up. But even in the midst of that, we can, it will never fail. God's church will always win. God's church will prevail. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's why I'm always pressing you to be connected in church, get in, involved in church. But here's the cool thing. God's church will prevail and God is gonna build his church. But do you know the number one tool he uses to build his church? You and me. He uses us. We get the opportunity. Matter of fact, this is what scripture says. It says that we are, for we are laborers together with God. God's gonna build his church, but the number one tool he uses is us. I brought us, brought here, if you guys can see what this is, this is a, I brought a toolbox this morning, or what I like to call it, I like to call it torment in a box. That's what I call it personally. <laughs> if you visited and you haven't been here very long, y'all know I'm not a handyman, don't wanna be a handyman. Uh, my dad is very much a handyman and uh, he would make me come on jobs with him and he'd say, son, did you wanna learn? I said, dad, no. Why do I need to learn when I can just say, hey, dad, can you come over and help me with this? By helping me with this, I'll tell you what that means. That means you do it and I talk to you and mom while you do it. How about that? So that sounds like a good deal. But, but this is what he does, that we're God's number one tool that he uses. And, and as he's looking to build his church and what he needs to do and discipling others and helping and serving, he goes in and he finds tools. He finds the tools that are us. He finds the unique giftings and he says, you know, I, I, need to, I need to use this. This is a screwdriver. I, I learned something, all right? I learned a little something with my dad. And these are the tools that, that we need because here's the cool thing, that God is building something that is absolutely unstoppable and he uses us in the process to help. We get the privilege of doing it. I, I wanna teach you this, something on this fourth anniversary. I wanna, I wanna show you, I have a, just a, a, a simple message for you guys. And, we're kind of blending together the 2020 series where I want you to see life clearly, okay? This is, this is what I want you to see it clearly. And, and here it is. Oh, they gave it away already. Lost the effect. All right, here it is. And this is what I want to teach you today. <laughs> that in the end, we win. It's a humble confidence that maybe you didn't know this, but in the end, we win. In the end, you win. You know why? Because Jesus wins. He's won the battle. He's won the war. And he lives, if you're a believer, on the inside of you. And he goes before you. And he's behind you, the Bible talks about. And so if you are walking with Christ today, in the end, you win. Uh, let, me show you, uh, let me show you a couple scriptures here. In John 16, it says, in this world, you will have trouble. You're going to have it. And then Jesus says, but take heart for I, Jesus has, have over, 
overcome the world. I love this scripture here in Romans 8, where it says this, if God is for us, then who can be against us? And, and how about this scripture right here? No, in all things, how many things? All of them. We are more than conquerors. I don't know about you, but I like just being a conqueror. I like just winning. But the Bible says not only are you a conqueror, that you are more than a conqueror. That's even better than that. Now, now do me a favor. Go back to John 16, 33 real quick back there, Tokes. Now, this is what I want to get today and where I really want to clear up for us today is this. I, I want to challenge what filter are you seeing life through? Because when I read this scripture, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Are you viewing life through trouble? Or are you viewing life through overcoming? Are you viewing life through the lens of the circumstances all around you? Are you viewing life through the faith that no matter what's going on, God is always good. What I've seen on the mountain, I've seen in the valley that God, he's always good and he's for us. And if God is for me, then who can be against me? Matter of fact, in the end, we win. I wanna repeat this together. I'm gonna say three, I'll count to three. When I say three, I want us to say loud and strong. In the end, we win. One, two, three. In the end, we win. Very nice, very nice. In the end, you win. On this anniversary, I know maybe you've hit some hard times, but I want you to know you're more than a conqueror through him who loves you. Maybe your finances have taken a hit. <laughs> or maybe you're like, it never took a hit. It never got up, pastor. All right, one of those two. <laughs> I want you to know. <laughs> that was funny. I didn't write that down or nothing. That was a good one. So, uh, I want you to know that you're still more than a conqueror. Maybe, maybe you've had some health challenges and physical challenges. I want you to know that in the end, you win because God is for you. Who can be against you? That you are more than an overcomer. I want you to know in the four years, our church has had many challenges. Our church will have more challenges. But you know what I do know? No matter what challenges come, that God's gonna build his church. The gates of hell. They're not gonna prevail against it. And in the end, his church always wins. It always wins. Even through the difficulties, even through the challenges that we, that we have. In Hebrews, I want, I'm gonna read a scripture in Hebrews in just a second. Let me just say this though before I do that is, when I talk about in the end we win, I want you to know I'm not minimizing your troubles. I'm not trying to minimize your challenges. But let me tell you what I am trying to do. I'm trying to magnify God's power. I, I want to take that lens, not minimizing your challenges, but instead of looking at the difficulty and the trouble in front of you, that you'd see the power of God that stands before you and lives inside of you. That it is magnified no matter what may happen, because don't worry, God is not intimidated by your troubles and your challenges. But when we speak and we trust God, that God, we know in the end we win, God, we, we, we trust you. I, I, wanna, I wanna teach you of having a humble confidence today. Uh, before, I, before I do that, let me give you a definition of what confidence is, okay? Confidence is, it's, it's having faith in your ability. That, that's what confidence would be. Throw that confidence up there, guys. Confidence is having faith in the abilities God gave you, but there is something better 
than confidence. It's something I like to call Godfidence. Godfidence. And Godfidence is having faith in God's ability. It's, it's, it's better than confidence. It's, it's not having faith in yourself. Although, let me just say this, as you grow and learn the gifting that God gives you, it gives you confidence. Hey, I can lean into what God's given me and use it for his glory. This is, this is gonna be great, but there's something better than that. It's, it's, a, it's a Godfidence. And this is what the scripture says. I was up here just a second ago in Hebrews 10, 35. It says this about confidence. It says, do, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. And with the confidence that we have, Ephesians 3.20 says this, it says, God can do anything far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Confidence says, I'm not sure what's gonna happen, but I know how it's all gonna turn out. It's gonna turn out for my good and God's glory. That's how it's going to turn out. So today I wanna help you with just three ways to walk in confidence. Three ways to walk in Godfidence. If you're taking notes this morning, three ways to walk in. Because I want you to walk in this. I want us to walk with a filter in our life that is not just focused on our trouble, but it's focused on God's power and what he can do as we move forward in the, in the years to, to come. Three ways to walk in, in Godfidence. First thing we have to do, if we're gonna walk in the confidence and the Godfidence that God has, it says, I know it's gonna work out for my good and his glory. The first thing that we have to do, we have to follow Jesus. Now, I know that sounds simple, but we have to follow Jesus. Romans 8, 28 says this, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to their purpose. Now, if you've been around, I, 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 I share this scripture all the time because I want you to know this, that we know God causes all things to work together for the good, but we can't stop there because the condition to it is for those who love, love God. And so I, I wanna take a moment because if I want you to walk in this confidence, in this faith that God has for you, for your future, for your kids' future, for your finances, for all of that. But, but I wanna take a moment and, and uh, can I pastor, can I, can I be your pastor for a second? Two of you, all right, good. <laughs> so start, you know, you gotta start somewhere. So. You know, and I'm not trying to be snarky or anything like that, but I've really learned that there's a difference between a pastor and a preacher. Some people just want a preacher. Preach something good to me and uh, let me go. And pastor kind of gets all up in, in your life, you know, and tries to help you win. That's what it is. And so can I, can I, just, can I just pastor you? Uh, can I pastor you two of you for a moment that just was excited about that? Is it, can I just take, take a moment and, and, and just do that? Just for, okay, just so we, we can't do whatever we want and then get frustrated that God didn't bless us. It, it's just true. We can't, we can't just do whatever we want and be like, well, where, where's God? It's like, well, you haven't done anything God wants you to do. You know, you haven't tried to walk in his way. It's not, it, it would be like saying, God, I am receiving divine health today. And on the way home, we're stopping by In-N-Out and get a triple cheeseburger. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on now. Now, some of you just got offended. You're about to leave the church. I'm sorry. A triple cheeseburger from Whataburger. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Don't go to either. How about that one? So anyway, we, we, can't do, we, we can't have the blessing of God, but refuse to do what God says and then get mad at him that we don't have the blessing of God. 
Can, can I just pastor for a second? If you're here and you are asking God to do great things for you, but refuse to do the little things of serving that God asks, then don't get upset with them. When I was in ministry, we would say, they would say this all the time. If you're too big to set up the stage, you're too small to get on it and say anything. I'll set up the stage right now, sir. I mean, that's, but that, that's, let me just pass you for a moment because you know why? Because some of us, we struggle and we're frustrated because we're not doing things under the protection and blessing of what God has for us. And then we're wondering why? And some people are blaming God. Well, why, why wasn't God? Why wasn't God? Why wasn't God? Why wasn't God? God loves you. God cares for you. But at the same time, we have to follow, we have to follow Jesus. You know, and, I, and I can, I'll just say this. Y'all know me, I don't get up here. I don't bash other churches. I don't bash other preachers. I don't do anything like that. We believe in honor. That's the way we flow. That's, that's our whole, but I get concerned sometimes that the only communicating in books and everything that's out there, that's all about you being blessed, all about you being highly favored and all these things, but never give you anything that the Bible actually says how you can actually be in that blessing. And then we wonder why we're not blessed in the middle of that because we're not walked under God's protection for that blessing. So two of you who were pastored here just now, I hope that helped. No, I, I hope that helped. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not sure, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, we got to follow Jesus. If we, to walk in a confidence, we have to follow Jesus. The second thing we got to do, we have to live with eternal purpose. Live with an eternal purpose. In Hebrews 10, 35, I was just, I read just a second ago that it says, therefore, do not throw away your confidence which has such great reward. Now, now, if you've been in the church long enough, you've heard me say this. If you're reading your Bible and it says, therefore, then what do you do? You go see what it's there for, okay? You go see, deep thoughts, Pastor Jason Robinson, Church of the King. All right, here it is, four-year anniversary. All right, here it is. You, if you see therefore, you go see, what is it there for? It's a, you do, do not throw away your confidence. So let's see the context of what's going on. In the book of Hebrews, we're not really sure who the author is. Many people have thrown out, maybe it's Paul or who it is, but we're not really, really sure. But let me give you the full, the full context. Let's go all the way up to verse 32. Now, this is what's going on in the church at the time. Be remem but remember the former days when, after being enlightened, so you know Christ now, you know, you've you, you met him, you have a relationship with him. You endured a great conflict of suffering, partly being made a public spectacle through reproaches and tribulations and partly by becoming sharers with those who were so treated. For you showed sympathy to prisoners and accepted joyfully. You accepted joyfully the seizure of your own property. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Sometimes there are people, I gave my heart to Christ, pastor, and things got hard. I'll tell you why, because you changed jerseys. You changed jerseys now. But here's the thing that pushes you past that and has you walk with a confidence of God's goodness and his faithfulness and all of it is through the midst of all this stuff. Here's the key thing. Go to the next scripture. That you know that you have yourself a better possession and a lasting one. That no matter what happens to me, it doesn't compare to what God has for me. No matter what goes on around me, it doesn't compare with what God wants to do on the inside of you and inside of me. And so then it goes to, so therefore, now that you have this eternal mindset, all this stuff has happened, but who cares? 
You have better possession. You have ones that will never fade, never last. God has so much more for you on this life and in the next. You know, guess what? Don't throw away your confidence that has a great reward for you. Don't do it. I know it may seem bad sometimes, but I'll tell you this. I I am really loving the worship music that's coming out over the last couple years. Man, even the song we sang just a second ago, you know, I'm so glad that we have songs that are singing about victory. Now, I remember a time, there was, there was a season of time that I was a little discouraged actually with some of the worship because it was so defeated worship. It was like, I'm not doing well and my dog died and my wife left me. I have no money, but Jesus loves me. Oh my goodness. Now, I've heard before. I'm glad we finally some victory, you know? That man, we believe that, that we have songs that have a confidence about it. Songs that, that say, hey, in the end, we know we win. We do. Look, I'm not trying to minimize some of your challenges. I'm not trying to minimize if you lost a loved one. I did too, not long ago. But see, whenever you have an eternal perspective, you know not only will you see them again, but you'll rejoice and worship Jesus together with them again. And you know, right now, the Bible talks about that they're, they're in heaven right now and that they're cheering you on. That's what the Bible says is happening. So now all this, well, you know that when you have an eternal perspective, it's not just something that's said just to give you a little hope in the morning, in, in a moment. It is the truth of God that you can stand on, that you can live your life with a confidence that says, I know in the end, no matter what happens, in the end, we win. We have to follow God, Jesus, live with the eternal perspective. And the final one is simply this, don't give up. You wanna walk in victory? You wanna walk in the blessing of God? You follow Jesus, live with an eternal perspective and don't quit. Just don't quit. Just don't give up. Whatever it may come, Galatians 6, 9 says this, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. You may have come here today and you've wanted to give up. Don't do it. I wanna encourage you, don't give up. There is a great harvest that will come in due season if you just simply don't give up. Just keep pressing, keep believing, keep expecting, keep asking, keep believing God for it. And I'm telling you, in the end, you will, you'll win, you'll win. We are a church that we've determined not to quit. I thank God that, that we serve a savior, Jesus, who didn't quit. Do you know he could have? when he was crucified on the cross, he could have quit. The Bible actually says he could have called down legions of angels and said, I'm done with this. He didn't quit. Maybe you're here today, I wanna just encourage you, don't quit. Don't quit. Man, I've thought about just giving up on, believe, walk in a confidence that says, you know what? I know in this world, we're gonna have trouble. But take heart, live in peace. Because we have, God has overcome the world. Jesus has. I'm going to tell you what, as a, as a church, as, as we take this time to celebrate together what God's done, I just want to say, I want to thank you. I, I want to say this as well, whether you've been here for a week, two weeks, 
a year, four years. I just want you to know it's an honor and privilege being your pastor. We love you. We pray for you. We believe for you. We get in the mix and fight, fight with you for what you're fighting for. And in the midst of all of it, we've, we've bled together. We've cried together. We've celebrated together. And in the end, we know if we keep following Jesus, keep an eternal perspective and don't quit. And when it's all said and done, we know God is good. We are more than overcomers. Him who is Christ Jesus. And we know that in the end, we will see a victory no matter what. That's what we'll see. Over these four years, as we've seen God do some pretty amazing things in such a short period of time, I'm grateful. I want to be a, a part of a church. I want to be a part of one that is all about never quitting on reaching people and building lives. Pastor Jay, when are we going to quit trying to reach people when they're all reached? And when they tell us 7 million people are saved in Houston now, we'll say, praise God. And we'll say, hey, let's go do, do this again to another city. Come on, let's go. We're reaching people. We'll never quit building lives. Never quit being passionate about the presence of God. We'll never quit. Pastor, when are you going to quit trying to get me in a small group? Never. It's not because we need people to get in our small groups. Matter of fact, we have like little churches going on in some of our small groups now. Uh, we got 45 people in our small group. I'm like, do not take up an offering. You can't do that. It's too big. So I'll never, why? Because I know what it does. When are you gonna stop trying to get us to get on next steps the next week that's during the sec, after the second service? You know, how'd I do, babe? I'll plug it, okay. All right, after the second service, when are you gonna quit doing that? Never. Why? Because it's not that I need you to serve. Do we have needs to serve? Of course I do. But you need to serve and see what God does on the inside of you. Man, that's what kind of church I want to be part of. I want to be a church that one day when we all stand before Jesus in the scripture that says that we will take our crowns and cast them before the feet of Jesus. Man, I, I'd love for when they call our name, there would be such a mound of crowns around Jesus because God, we, we did all we knew to do. We, we loved you and served you and followed you. We lived with eternity in mind. We wanted to, but we didn't quit. To you be all the praise, all the glory, and all the power in Jesus' name, amen.